Huh. It appears it falls to me to do the intro. Very well. I shall be blunt. You are listening to Fanholes, a pop culture podcast that purports to focus on science fiction, fantasy, and above all else, comic books. In short, this is the best podcast ever. So listen to it, purchase something, or leave my store. Thank you. Fanholes Podcast. We are back again this week. We actually have a little bit of a different type of show for you this week. We're going to be talking about the SDCC, which, if you have no idea what that is, really, why are you listening to us? Everyone knows about Comic-Con. It is nothing new to people who like comics, sci-fi, or hell, just know what pop culture is in general. Obviously, it's in San Diego. Uh, it started in uh, 1970, and it's been around for a long time. A lot of people have started to go there, and it's become a huge spectacle where there's just literally thousands of people going to this thing. main reason we're going to talk about it is because Comic-Con, being a convention, is where a lot of new video games, television shows, movies, comic storylines, toys, just really anything you can name really pre- pretty much gets unveiled, and you get to know what's going to start coming out in the, in the next coming year. Anyway, we're just going to do this in a different way. We're not going to really do any kind of topics, really. We're going to do pretty much a roundtable discussion where we just talk about all the cool stuff that happened during Comic-Con. And just to make sure you know who's going to be talking about this stuff, go ahead and get everybody's names out there. I am Tony, and I'm still Chain Claw, and go Comic-Con. I don't know. Hey, this is Brian, also known as Breakdown, and I really don't have anything funny to say. Hey, what's up? This is Derek, Derek WC, and keep your eye on the clacking. <laughs> Hi, this is Mike Thunderwing, and, uh, yeah, it's me. <laughs> hey, this is Grimlock. I'm the best there is at what I do, and what I do is eating tacos. <laughs> Indeed, sir. I mean, I'll just go ahead and just throw something out there. What, what? What pretty much like comic stuff did we hear about this uh, convention that really kind of struck your chord, made you go, oh, well, I want to pick up this comic, or there's like a new comic starting this, like, you know, just like, hell yeah, I'm going to fucking read that. Did any of you guys like see anything that looks kind of cool? I was excited about the Legion of Superheroes Star Trek team-up comic. I think that looks neat. I like (laughs) team-ups. Cool. Uh, what about you, Mike? See anything on there that was just... I mean, I know you're a big comic fan, so there had to be something that appealed to you. I was extremely happy with everything IDW announced in terms of Transformers. Uh, like, you know, they're they're split after, like, this whole... The, the event this year finishes up. They're splitting into two ongoings. One written by James Roberts and drawn by Nick Roach, who I, both of whom I love. And the other one written by uh, John Barber who is also taking over as chief editor on their Transformers books. And uh, John Barber wrote the two like uh, movie prequels I talked about in an earlier uh, podcast, which I enjoyed. And apparently also he's a big like continuity fiend, which uh, the former Transformers editor, Andy Schmidt, was not. And he, he even, like, like, one of his... Uh, notable quotes is like uh, he used to work for Marvel and he, he said once like if I could go back in time to like the 70s and 80s and tell Marvel not to like you know pound into people's heads that continuity is important you know I would 
So like but this new guy John Barber, he's like uh he he actually wrote all these side stories and he just basically sorted out the movie continuity through the comics basically. So that's pretty impressive with all like the contradictions and everything. So if he if he's going to be editor and in charge of all that, I'm totally behind that. And of course, you know, we've got Furman and Wildman coming back to do Transformers 81 and I guess it, they said it's it's only going to run uh, Initially, it's only going to run till issue 100, but you know, if it if it's if sales are good, they might go beyond that. But I'm pretty happy about that too. So, I, I think that's pretty interesting. I mean, I hope it doesn't turn out like the GI Joe one, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm my my faith has been stirred, not shaken in IDW now. So from the first like quip I'd I'd read about that. It almost sounded like they thought making it to issue 100 would be like a joke or like a, you know, they didn't think it was really going to happen. But has it been confirmed that they'll do the yeah. full 20 at least? Simon Furman, yes, said on his blog that he and Wildman are doing it for sure. Awesome. Yeah, what'd you, uh, I was, I was going to ask you about that, Thunderwing. I, w- I will use your Transformer names since we're talking about Transformers. <laughs> In the, well, there's like a pre- there's like a preview this week that came out. And like you said, the continuity seems to be very important now because they are even referencing the... Until now, we had heard no longer a part of the continuity Megatron Origin miniseries. Yeah, what's his name? James Roberts is actually making that like pertinent and stuff, like which is which is kind of cool. I always like it when a writer can like take something that kind of sucked and then just turn it around and say, "Well, no, I'm going to write something that like makes makes that make sense now." So, <laughs> so I'm I'm a big fan of that. Cool, cool. Yeah, I, if, if nothing else, I will definitely give the fact that there was a lot of nice little nods to people who are fans of the old comics and stuff. Uh, I noticed a couple of things you were talking about, like, you know, Transformers fans would know this, like Macadam's Oil House and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, well, the James, James Roberts is notoriously, uh, well, how should I put it, I guess, gay for Marvel uh, <laughs> comic transformers much much like i am so you know yeah you've seen that very first page like references yeah macadam's oil house impactor uh zaron shows up later on in that issue uh a whole load of other stuff so uh that that keeps me happy so that will keep me buying books so you know bring on bring on the remote controlled throttle bots that's right (laughs) yep yeah yeah. (laughs) from the car wash of doom (laughs) <laughs> well, it's funny in in like issue twenty two, which just I I I uh, enjoyed very much, and like there's a conversation between Ratchet and Perceptor where they're like uh, they're talking about Megatron, and they're Ratchet's like, oh, you know, I heard like Megatron can summon like antimatter from his eyes, and like you know, legend <laughs> legend has it that you know Megatron can shoot antimatter from his eyes, and I'm like, man, I love those kinds of references because you know, not only does it mention like in Megatron's original like tech specs that like he can summon antimatter from like a black hole somewhere but there's like a Marvel UK story where he actually like shoots beams of it from his eyes so that's really cool so, so basically like in your opinion it's it may not be the light at the end of the tunnel but at least there's some light now instead of just yeah like, definitely uh, yeah I'm I'm uh, my faith has been restored yeah cool so I'm how always... how will that work i mean Will there be the the like the issue twenty two you're talking about? That's just gonna go ongoing, and then they're gonna like relaunch the Marvel thing as a second. Oh, universe? yeah. What happens is um they're they're beginning their event for this year called Chaos, which uh, 
Transformers, the ongoing is going to ship two issues a month until December. And in in December, uh, I guess like when when Chaos ends, they're relaunching the book as two ongoings in addition to the Marvel continuation. Okay. So the Marvel's going to be completely separate then. That's cool. Yes, yes. As well it should. I mean, it would just be a mess. I agree. Um, yeah. Uh, what about you, Justin? Anything kind of cool on the comics front that you saw at uh, the con? Well, not saw at, but heard from the con. Yeah, I'll back Derek up with the Star Trek Legion crossover. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I enjoyed the X-Men Star Trek crossover that Marvel put out several years ago, and this looks like it'll be uh, in the same kind of vein. And they announced there's going to be some Popeye comics coming from IDW, which I thought would be neat. Like, I, I don't think I've ever actually read any of the comics. Uh, I've never read any of the comic strips or anything. I think the closest I ever got was maybe having like a big little book when I was a kid or something. But the big comic thing that I'm excited about, and of course we've all been waiting for this even longer than Transformers 81, it's Archie meets Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not really all that excited about it, but uh, I think I think Archie meets Kiss will actually be pretty fun, and um, I actually will uh, go out and buy that just for giggles and kicks. Yeah, ho- hopefully they keep it cheesy. I hope they don't really try to make it serious. So. <laughs> They're gonna have like you know, Gene get with Betty and Veronica and then steal their souls and you know kill Jughead <laughs> or something like. What are you doing, Ace Freely? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is gonna be kind of short. Uh, I'm not as much into the current comic scene as most of you guys, unfortunately. So not a lot of the news really thrilled me. However, as much controversy, I guess as you would say, that is it is stirred up. There have there was a couple of uh, pages released of some of the upcoming reboot DC uh, universe uh, titles. I am still very much on the fence. I'm not really sure if it's going to work. I, I know we've mentioned it here and there. It is a big event. It is something that's going to happen to DC. And will it be one of those oh changes everything for reals this time thing or just another hell zero hour? Who knows? But you know the thing is is as far as anything that would grab my attention, it would be somebody, you know, restarting an entire universe. So we'll see what happens. Like I said, not really a whole lot from my end on that on the comic scene. What about you, Brian? Anything on the comics really kind of get you jazzed up? No, actually, the only comic comic news I heard from Comic-Con was uh, regarding relaunch of the Marvel Transformers. So I've, mostly I was just paying attention to toy news other than that. Cool. Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm not a big comic fan myself right now. Would love for that to change. I was a huge comic fan back in the 80s and 90s. I, speaking of toys, since you, you did bring it up, Comic-Con has gotten a reputation for revealing a lot of toys, especially comic-based properties. I, I would like to start just because I was really jazzed about a lot of the offerings from Hasbro this year for Marvel Universe and the return of Marvel Legends, which I know more than a few of you are extremely excited about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. They they listen to the fans for once and are bringing back the six inch scale. A lot of cool characters. I saw like for example, me and Brian were both very eager to get our hands on Claw, a classic villain from the Marvel sixties and seventies who pops up every now and then. They even have Arnim Zola, Mister Face for a Chest, um, <laughs> with a Kodak camera head. Yeah, a lot of stuff. I could name all the figures and tell you which ones I want, but that would just take forever. I was really excited about it. Also, on a Transformers vein, 
they did show a couple of generation toys that are still going to be coming out or reveal the shield or whatever they're going to be called later on. Again, very exciting for me. And finally, for any of our listeners who do have the buckage and could possibly still score it, uh, one of the exclusives this year was the much touted and apparently very, I don't know, I guess desired. People really wanted this. Uh, G.I. Joe Sky Striker that was done up in Starscream colors from Transformers, making it pretty much one of the few crossover toys you'll see. It comes with a Cobra Commander who comes with an N-scale Megatron gun mode that he can actually hold. A lot of people like that. Again, if you have the money for it, have at me myself. i <laughs> not a big exclusive fan. Uh, as far as toys go, hey, Justin, I know you still like toys. Uh, you collect them too. Uh, anything you saw that really just was awesome? Like pretty much all of the new Marvel Universe toys look great. Uh, especially pleased that there's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy, and you know, chief among those is Rocket Raccoon. But he he seems to be getting kind of a big push because he's going to be in the new Ultimate Marvel vs. Marvel Capcom. Versus Capcom, yeah. And he'll be in the second season of Avengers. He'll have an animated appearance, so I'm glad he's getting a big push. You know, him and the Guardians as well. But I guess the real big thing for me is Marvel Legends coming back. I've got the Marvel Universe Thor, like this Marvel Legends Thor is the new costume, but I'll I'll double dip for this one and uh, Wave Two. I know there's going to be a Marvel Legends sized uh, Bucky cap, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get that one as well. And I think the Hope figure looks pretty good too. Like I don't know, she's she's kind of a meh character so far, but I think the I think the action figure looks pretty good. And I'll, I'll definitely go back to you, Brian. I know you said you're very excited for the toy reveals what really grabbed your attention this year along with justin i was really stoked for guardians of the galaxy i'm kind of hoping um that uh rocket raccoon is like almost in, it looks like he'll almost be in scale with marvel legends because from the picture i'm guessing he's like an inch or maybe a little bit more tall than that and i think that actually work like with marvel Legends scale so also dark Hawk's coming out which is cool just a lot of cool toys um one reason i didn't actually collect a lot of the marvel universe stuff was because I had already collected so many figures in the Marvel Legends line, so I didn't really want to get both. So I'm really stoked to see him coming back as well. Cool. What about the Transformer news? Any of that make you excited or just eh? No, because most of it was expected, like uh, the Thunderwing repaint. Like, I'm looking forward to that, but everyone had already guessed that that was going to happen already, so. Yeah, nothing really too new. I was was impressed, though, with the, the... Transformers Prime figures they showed like I don't know if I'm going to get any of them but like I was impressed at like how show accurate they made them like it was kind of like seeing the animated toys for the first time I was like wow like they can actually make toys of those designs so yeah like the the toys interest me a lot more than the show ever did yeah (laughs) but I mean like I said I I don't think I'm going to end up getting any of them but I was just really impressed with how far like you know toy engineering has come (laughs) Yeah, a lot of new fans like who listen to the show who are um, you know, probably in their late teens, early 20s, they're not really used to the concept of show accurate not existing because G1 was not very show accurate. <laughs> what do you, the hell what? you say? Ironhide didn't have a head? Yes, <laughs> Ironhide did not have a head. Exactly. I think I actually like tried to like create like little sticker heads where I like, you know, put a smiley face like on Ironhide, you know, or whatever and tried to bring my head. Happy disposition Ironhide. Yeah, he was he was a happy Ironhide. What happened to the stickers that came with the toy? 
No, 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 no. But to me, like, that was, like, just a seat. So, I mean, like, <laughs> I would actually, like, take, like, you know, some kind of post-it or something, and, like, that was his head. Okay. You know, like, <laughs> like, on top of the windshield. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't. I couldn't handle the whole, his head is inside the windshield. I was like, that's not his head. That's like Arnim Zola looking (laughs) shit there. I I vividly remember Braun in the cartoon as being a a clawed handed monster on (laughs) (laughs) stilts. Hey, Derek. I'll get the door. Have you ever, (laughs) have you ever, um, thought about selling your customs? For like money or anything? <laughs> yes, yes. I think I think what I'll do is I'll 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 put it on eBay and start the bidding at you know seven ninety five and go from there. Yeah, I was about Good to say luck. don't go for a low price, man. You gotta you gotta really make them pay for that kind of quality. What what you do is you, you start know. it at seven ninety five, but you put a buy it now option for like one ninety nine ninety nine, so people like question nice. whether you know is it really going for this much? It's, and then I'll I'll make a variant where you know he's just got battle damage you know and I'll just I'll take a lighter to uh, to Ironhide's head you know is that price with or without soup? Right, I don't know, I don't know. I think I think Ironhide it might be pointless to put some tomato soup on him because he's all red you know. You could like do like a rare you know G one movie variant where Ironhide. Looks the exact same as far as his face, but you have his eyes blacked out to simulate his death scene. You know? <laughs> See that one? That one? I'll just put like little X's where his eyes should be, and he'll have a sad <laughs> face instead out of his mouth. Face. Yeah. You know. No. <laughs> It'll be called the such heroic nonsense. Ironhide. Like that'll be the name of it. Like, yeah, hubby ain't got nothing on you, man. <laughs> No, Tony, I um, I, I just to go back to what we were talking about, like I don't collect a- anything, you know, toy wise currently, but the, you know, and maybe it's just the pictures, you know, the the way they set them up at the show, but I, I thought those Marvel Universe figures looked really cool. Like I, I could see why people would be, you know, excited because they they seem to have a big variety of characters, and you know, the line seems to be expanding more to the, you know, ridiculous Star Wars level heights you know where you're like oh pretty soon hopefully you know we'll see uh, uh marilla the nanny as a figure <laughs> or something you know like i was like can't wait you know like it looks like they're getting to like some really extended parts of the marvel universe especially with all the two packs and stuff and like i i was kind of excited to see uh, a herbie toy you know with the fantastic four three pack i thought that was hey fan another fan holes contest because the last one was so successful um, if you can tell us who Marilla the Nanny is, we will say your name on air in an episode of Fan Holes. You know what? I'll, I'll go a step further. If you can tell us who Marilla the Nanny is, I will I will send you uh, the first two box sets I have because I upgraded of my uh, Naruto DVD set. So that's like the first, I don't know, like 26 episodes. So if anybody writes in and can tell us that and... You also have to like sign up with uh, fan holes on somewhere, like you know, sign up on the Google blog page or something, or something like that, yeah. and then send us the answer. Some nice hey, that's surprise, pretty, Derek. That must say free DVDs, guys. That's that's not too shabby at all. I'm I'm, I'm pretty down with that. Or if you want to see me eat a Luke Skywalker action figure, send ten dollars <laughs> to my PayPal account. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, a lot of those Power of the Force guys laying around. Sa- save oh. a life. Justin's life. Don't enter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just going to ask you guys, Do you, I mean, especially the guys who still collect toys and whatnot, are any of you actually ever enticed by the exclusives? Me, myself, the Sky Striker is cool and everything, but not my cup of tea. Has there been anything in the past that you were just like, you know, I'm all over it. I don't care. I don't care how much. I think that's how, like, Blaster got re-released, right, with uh, his cassettes. Wasn't it first a SDCC exclusive? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so that's how I ended up getting him. And I did did actually like the Starscream Sky Striker redeco. There's nothing that, like, I had to have, but I liked, uh, they, they had, like, an exclusive recolor of, like, the, the Son Goku uh, from the SH Figure Arts line at Comic-Con this year, which looked kind of cool, and I really, I have the Piccolo and Gohan from that line, and I like them a lot. So, I mean, that would have been cool, but I wouldn't pay, like, it. I guess it's, like, going on eBay for, like, 70 bucks now, so Jeez. I don't think I'd pay that. <laughs> Yeah, that's the only bad thing about exclusives. If you don't get them for the price they're first offered, they spike like crazy. Look at our... Yeah. Yeah, just ridiculous. I think the only thing I ever wanted was that King Grayskull figure. Like, I thought that was really neat, but I was never willing to pay, you know, whatever he was going for. Like, how much was he originally? Like, $30 or something? Yeah, he wasn't ridiculous, but yeah, he was, was, yeah, about 30, I think. 30, 35, and yeah, he spiked like crazy, too. Yeah. Oh, I was going to uh, mention something that uh, Derek was talking about. I wish I had the link, but when I looked at it this week, I just kind of looked through the pics. It was a link of a link of a link following a friend. And the Marvel Universe especially, the, they didn't do a whole lot with Legends because there's not a lot of figures in the line right now. But they had a huge diorama of like the Marvel Universe guys, the smaller scale. And, yeah, you're right, Derek. I mean, they really went all out. There, there's, you know, little special effects they did, and they had, like, kind of cool little team-up matches where, like, some of the characters actually were fighting people they would normally fight. It wasn't like, you know, Cyclops fighting Silver Surfer or something like that. You know? <laughs> Mephisto, Mephisto didn't start a magic war. No, um, uh, it was cool. Uh, they they had, I, I, I was looking at some of them, and they had, like, the Future Foundation Fantastic Four, and they had, like, uh, I think it was, like, U.S. Agent fighting with Taskmaster and... You know, like you were saying, like different characters sort of, you know, going up, you know, Dokken uh, going up against Wolverine and different things like that. So, yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty cool looking uh, display. You know, I, I, I guess when I get excited about things, I was like, oh, I wonder if you can make the Dark Avengers yet. And I guess sadly you can't, but it's pretty yeah, close. It's like they pretty them. much have all they, they pretty much have everybody but like Ares and um, and Marvel Boy, I guess. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, you know, like, so. The only thing that would have made that diorama better, Terax versus New Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys, though, you think this push that Rocket Raccoon is kind of getting is, like, Marvel trying to be, like, trying to grab, like, almost like the Green Lantern fans? Like, oh, they seem to like, like, anthropomorphic animal aliens. Let's, let's, uh, <laughs> let's push some of those, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, to me, like, I was wondering if it's, like, too little too late. Like, I mean, unless they somehow the the push in the media, you know, like, gets them to, like, actually, you know, bring back the Guardians of the Galaxy and Nova comics. Because it's, like, to me, I'm kind of like, oh, well, you know, I was like, that's cool that Nova and Rocket Raccoon are going to be in the video game. Or that, There's a video you game? know, oh, they've got some, you know, for Marvel vs. Oh, okay, Capcom. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? Like, I was like, I was like, it's cool that they're featured characters, you know, like, and it's cool that, you know, for the people who collect Marvel Legends, there's going to be, you know, versions of the Guardians to, to get for their collection. But then the the other part of me is kind of like, you know, oh, well, aren't these guys all kind of in limbo or dead or, you know, like whatever the case is, you know, with them. Like, so it's like, it's funny to me because it seems like I was like, oh, that's, that's great. But it seems like it's kind of like too late to, to save the comics. <laughs> Honestly, with, I was know, kind of hoping that the toys being released now were an indication that Marvel was prepping the books to come back in some form. So I was hoping mm, it's awesome. taken as a good omen. Do they still, like, uh, I know uh, Abnett and Lanning, do they still do, like, an occasional, like, cosmic mini? Like, the last thing I heard of was Annihilators, but I heard that wasn't really received too well. Like, have they done anything since then? I haven't I think, even gotten up to that point, so I don't know. I think what's coming up next is something called Annihilators Earthfall, where the Annihilators go to Earth and fight the Avengers, but I'm not sure exactly when that's coming out. Is that still Abnett and uh, Lanning? Please, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they can fight and lose to Spider-Woman. <laughs> <laughs> or Black Panther. It's like, hey, we're the most powerful ever, except for the <laughs> Spider-Woman better not put Silver Surfer in no arm bar. <laughs> Crack. Her pheromones made me, I don't know, giddy. She's got bigger, bigger knockers than Shalabal. Uh, I will name you Shalaboobs. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. Oh, go ahead, sir. Yeah. No, no, I was just going to say, it's not exactly stuff I was excited about, but just things that I took notice of with some of the, the comic information and announcements, since we're sort of talking about that again, is uh, I, I'm kind of sad that it, it kind of sounds like you know, something grim is going to happen to Cyclops after this whole schism thing. Like, it doesn't doesn't seem like the future's, you know, it's like it seems like Cyclops had his moment to shine in the sun for a little bit while he was off being Marcus Garvey on the island or whatever. But now yeah. it's like, it's like, uh-oh, like, it doesn't seem like things are going to shape up too good for him. Like, they're trying to move it into some kind of, you know, Wolverine and the X-Men type <laughs> yeah. you know, scenario or I get, whatever. I get that you know, vibe so I'm too, like, oh, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh, no, you know. And then uh, the the other thing, uh, th- there were a couple things from DC that I just wanted to mention and maybe ask you guys about, like, because I don't know if you saw it or not, but you know how like they have the uh, the comic book resources has their little interviews on the the little boat when they go out to Comic Con and stuff like that. And so I I thought it was interesting listening to McFarlane, you know, talk about the the DC reboot, but. I don't know that I necessarily agree with everything he said, but I thought he brought up some interesting ideas and questions where, you know, he was talking about basically, it seemed like his suggestion was, you know, he's like, hey, I'm McFarlane, you know, they gotta, they gotta stretch it out, you know, and I'm kind of like, oh, okay. So he's like, they've got five books, and, you know, these books, you know, it's like, there's got all 52 books. And then, and then there's nothing, you know. And so basically, he he was just kind of like saying, like, oh, they basically are shooting their whole wad in September, you know. And then after that, you know, in October, it's all a bunch of number twos, yeah. you know. And so then the hype dies down. And and so his thing was kind of like, hey, you should get, you know, you know, a couple of the big sellers to, you know, anchor 
sets of books, you know, and do, a, you know, Green Lantern number one with a couple ancillary books and do, you know, Batman and Action one in the first set and then, mm. you know, some other ancillary books and keep doing it like throughout the whole year, you know, and sort of, you know, stretch out the whole, I guess, hype, I guess, is what his his whole deal was. And then part of me is kind of like, okay, well, I guess you could do that. But then it seemed to me like if they were really restarting from scratch, kind of like how their plan was, it's like, would DC really want to just, like, sell six books for September? Yeah. Like, that would be all they'd have. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's unless you sell six books and then you had, you know, Sergeant Rock, like, 305, and then you're like, that's not quite as exciting as you know, all new number ones, you know? So, you know, I, I was kind of like wondering what you guys thought about, you know, what, what he said, you know, like, I mean, there's some opportunity to maybe make like team books, like justice league, a little more palatable, you know, where it's not just like, Hey, it's September and we've got all new number ones plus all new number ones with teams. And I was always kind of like, well, wait, they're teams and original characters. I'm like, wait, did they just, form the team like while we weren't looking like you know kind of thing or whatever i don't know but um you know anyway it's the it's you know it's like i guess you got to take advice from a guy who spent you know four hundred fifty thousand on a baseball with a grain of salt but i mean but he makes he makes some good points i suppose you know um but i, I was just curious what you guys thought about that like you know did you you know did you hear what he had to say or do you think it even matters um i mean as far as I really like can say anything as far as the whole business approach he's taking to it, like, you know, how to do like the comic business thing. I would go with the fact that like, there's going to be some of those number ones, even though they're number ones and they're in this big event that probably aren't going to sell that great just because they wouldn't sell that great. Anyway, there's just going to be some titles people are not going <laughs> like, to be interested in. Like they do number one. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, that's great as part of a new universe and it may be a great comic, but there's going to be fans who are like, Huh, do I want Voodoo number one or do I want Batman number one? Yeah, I'm going to go with Batman. So I don't even know if it's really a matter of blowing their wad, you know, like out of the gate. It's just when you release so many comics that have totally new ideas, supposedly, at one time, you know, it kind of has that new universe vibe for me, you know? <laughs> it's like a brand new universe from Marvel. And like two years later... Sorry about the new universe, are bad, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I get you with that. I mean, he did kind of bring that up as well, kind of saying, like, that there was, like, just so much, you know, you know, that obviously people would have to pick and choose, you know, what they wanted to read. But, I mean, isn't that always the case, though? I mean, I, I know, I know it's supposed to be an event, but I don't think they expect, you know, every comic reader out there to like go, Oh yes, I will buy all 52 number ones. I mean, they, 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 I, I thought they were trying to make some kind of diverse eclectic group of books that would appeal to different people. So whoever does like say voodoo number one might buy Stormwatch and you know, whatever other books that are sort of semi connected to that. But, but maybe that person isn't interested in Batman or Green Lantern or whatever. You know, like, who knows? Like, I, you know, I don't well, I mean, know. There's, but there's that just that's in just general. Kind of... I mean, we didn't even really kind of go into that, even though Justin brought up Voodoo. Like, I mean, what do you guys think about the Storm, well, not Storm much, but the Wildstorm universe pretty much being in the DC universe now? It's, well, it's like, it's like it's always been sort of creeping its way in there. Like, it was part of those 52 Earths when they did the whole multiverse yeah, thing. Yeah, and Captain Adam went there, too, didn't they? The, you know? 
you know, so it's kind of like now it's like it seems like they're, you know, I, basically incorporated I, the, into the the, the, the thought universe. of like Batman and Grifter, like something <laughs> about yeah, just, I don't know, like that the whole thought is just so like painfully like '90s to me that it just doesn't sit right. Yeah. Oh, because it, but it already happened too, where he's like, "No guns, Grifter." And Grifter's like, "What? I can't shoot people." And he's like, "It'll be a challenge." And he's like, "Oh man!" Like, and he just does it, you know. <laughs> Grifter showed up. Grifter showed up in like Flashpoint number two, I think. Like he was part of the yeah, the yeah. resistance to whatever. And I like, it just felt really weird to me. Like I was just kind of like, "Oh, this." This isn't a crossover. This is what it's going to be like from now on. He's just gonna, he's just gonna <laughs> like randomly, you know, show up with like you know Aquaman and Hawkman and you know whoever else from the. <laughs> I was about to say, do not complete that sentence and say Aquaman and Hawkman and Grifter. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of odd. It's like you know, it's like Grifter shows up and he's like, "Oh, hello there, Aqualad. Remember that time me and you went to get ice cream after we fought, you know, Clocking." <laughs> after I shot and murdered Clocking. <laughs> yeah, like the the whole reboot thing. I think it's going to be kind of like you know, different shades of like Heroes Reborn. Like I think if they're going to like you know retool everything and kind of just throw it against the wall and see what sticks and you know maybe in a year or two they'll be cleaning up the mess but as far as sales go like i don't know like i don't think it's going to be as big as they think it is like i don't know if they're thinking it's going to be like you know the jim league x-men number one or anything but i think after like three or four months their sales are going to dip pretty big i i was thinking about this like last week and i forgot to bring it up uh, when we were uh, talking but some of you were you were talking about the Heroes Reborn thing, how it's kind of similar to that, and I was also thinking, huh, Heroes Reborn. One of the big things about that was Rob Liefeld was doing a book. Huh, <laughs> DC Reboot. One of the big things is Rob Liefeld's doing a book. So, you know, it's weird. Like, I have no faith that Rob Liefeld can do any of the things he promises to do. Like, because it always seems like he gets assigned to a title, and it's like, a miracle if he lasts like two issues on the title before it goes to somebody else. So I'm like sitting there going, he's doing a book with Kirkman and he's doing this Hawk and Dove book for DC. I'm like, what did DC like, you know, chain him to a chair and like make him like draw like six issues already or what? Do you know what I mean? Or is, does he got like a bunch of like little Pat Lee slaves from Korea like, drawing all the backgrounds for him or whatever? Like, cause I don't, I, if, unless that's the case, like, I don't even believe that that's, I, all I believe is that a half of, uh, half of an issue is going to be penciled for Hawk and Dove and the rest of it's going to be like Myrit Michaels or somebody <laughs> else, like one of his little clone dudes. It's like Ian Churchill will take over the book after like an issue and it'll be Hawk and Dove with Ian Churchill, you know, or whatever. I, yeah, I right. suddenly pictured like the scene from the Clerks animated series with the Korean animators, like there's just like a clone army of Rob Liefeld just chained to a you know a drawing board and it's like everybody work everybody work <laughs> we are that's here. a lot oh. of ankle hills <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know he, yeah. yeah and he doesn't he doesn't like he doesn't like drawing the feet yeah. so <laughs> I about to say he can actually draw the chains oh my god but I guess I guess I, the other thing too I was noticing is is that's kind of weird is it's like the stuff that they decided you know quote unquote works 
like Green Lantern and Batman. It's like, oh, they work because they have high sales, you know, and it doesn't have anything to do from a, like, story standpoint or creative standpoint, I don't think. But it's kind of like, oh, wait, there are still, like, 15 Robins, but everybody else, like, they all sort of regressed, you know? And in some cases, that might make people cheer because it's like, oh, Speedy has an arm again. Yay, you know. Yay, Speedy, he's got an arm, you know, or whatever. That's but actually like, the title of but the like, comic, Speedy has of, an arm. <laughs> Speedy has an arm, yeah. But it's kind of like, oh, well, Speedy's like, you know, Speedy, you know, like he's like a young sidekick of Green Arrow. And then you look over and you're like, oh, there's the Red Hood, his leader on his like crazy team of outlaws. And then you're just kind of like, well, that's like the second Robin of like, you know, and I'm exaggerating, but like 15 different Robins, you know, and it's kind of like, oh, wait. So, you know, Superman's only been around for five years and the, the Justice League's only been around for five years. But Damian Wayne is like nine years old and then your head explodes, you know, because you're like, wait, what? You know, so that that kind of thing <laughs> yeah. kind of makes me wonder. It's like, what, is Wally West going to be Kid Flash again or something like, Derek, you know, that way lies madness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Speedy, Speedy also has a baseball cap now. He does. He does. It was like a playing egg. And, and he's got he's got. It was like a buy an arm, get a baseball cap, and cat <laughs> sale or something. <laughs> him and him and McFarlane went down and bought some baseball caps together. Probably he, he got his. You know. And then and then like that that the the mystery member of the Justice League. I was like, what? It's just some like female spirit like wannabe. I'm like that nobody remembers like. It's just like okay. It's, it's it's the female Green Lantern from the uh, whatever universe. But yeah, it's just like wait, what? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Who's Lady Luck? It's like oh, Lady Luck was released in quality comic books. Kind of like oh yeah, okay. It was made by uh, the guy who made the Spirit. So it's like Will Eisner made her. It's like okay, awesome. Why is she a member of the fucking Justice League? <laughs> like, well, I mean, if Will Eisner made, it, I mean, obviously it's going to be good. I mean, that Spirit movie was the bomb. Um, <laughs> it was a bomb. <laughs> it was some kind of bomb. <laughs> it was explosive in some way. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, yeah. Comic Con, there's going to be so much comic material that just gets thrown at you. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we haven't even scratched the yeah. surface of. I mean, yeah, yeah. I just thought I'd throw some stuff out there that it, not, it wasn't necessarily things that excited me, but things that I just sort of you know took note of or whatever. And then, like, you know, you're talking about movies and stuff. Like, did did anybody pay attention to the the Alien prequel thing, the Prometheus thing? I saw it mentioned, but I didn't really see a lot of. I didn't really catch up on any information on it. What was it? Was it supposedly about besides being a prequel? Well, it's directed by Ridley Scott, so I guess it's got that in its pocket as like you know, Credence or something, you know, it's like, oh, from, you know, the original director of Alien, and it's Ridley Scott's, you know, return to science fiction, so anybody who's, like, a fan of, I guess, you know, Blade Runner or Alien, you know, I guess they should be jizzing their pants or something like that, but, like, when I was looking at it, I was just kind of like, this seems like it's going to be, like, a Star Wars prequel to me, like, and I don't want to be all, like, you know, party pooper about it I mean, does it, it like, whatever, seem cutesy but... or something, or...? No, no, no. It just it, it's kind of like it's supposed to be a prequel where, you know, I, it, to me, it's kind of like, oh, the movie's called Prometheus. But then it's a, another cast of human beings on a spaceship and they're probably going to get slowly picked off by some kind of alien or something. You know, like like I'm like, oh, so it's just the same movie, you know, but it's supposedly set before and Ridley Scott's all excited about it. Like I, and it's written by the guy who helped write Lost, you know, and I'm just kind of like, OK, like I know that excites people in Hollywood, but like I don't really 
like give a shit, you know, that much. It's kind of like to me, I was like, well, I guess it's kind of like maybe something like maybe fans build up too much, but like the idea of something like Boba Fett, <laughs> it's like, yeah, Boba Fett in actuality is pretty goddamn stupid when you come down to it, but it's like people's anticipation of the character or like the, the things they imagine the character to be capable of, like, you know, it spurs, you know, just ideas and, you know, excitement and all kinds of stuff but when you get to the actuality of it it's just it turns out to be disappointing and it kind of felt like to me i'm like oh remember the scene in alien where they they come across you know what they call the space jockey yeah you know it's like oh what the hell is that never gets mentioned like, again. <laughs> where did that come from like who is that like there's got to be a a story behind that is this big fucking skeleton in a big gatling gun like who fucking did that to this guy you know, like, what the hell was going on? What was he gatling? Like, wh what turned him into bones? Something that big. Like, did the aliens do that? Did something else do that? Like, there must be a story behind that. But to me, I'm like, I don't think, you know, Charlize Theron captaining, you know, the Nostromo uh, prequel ship is going to is gonna give me the answers to that, yeah. you know? And so that, to me, like, it already, like, to and I guess I'm prejudging it, but it was, like, one of those things where it was, like, oh, that seems kind of disappointing in some ways. I mean, I could be proven wrong, and it could be, like, the most awesome science fiction thing in the <laughs> new like, millennium. The day after it comes but, out, yeah, Derek's like, know. you know what? I was really not, like, really looking forward to this movie. But seriously, when that polar bear came out and started beating the fuck out of the alien, that was fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> It's like, and then the space jockey, he like, you know, slapped the polar bear and he rolled into the moon. And then and, Samuel L. Yeah. Jackson showed up. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. The best movie I've ever seen. The thing that's always confused me about this project is it seemed like they wanted to do two different movies. Because at, at first they kind of downplayed the fact that there were going to be any Xenomorphs in it at all. Like, it seemed like... They kind of talk to Ridley Scott into like, you know, they're like, hey, why don't you throw some aliens in there? We'll make some more money. Like, it seemed like they kind of downplayed that. And then finally, I guess he was just like, okay, well, we'll do this Prometheus thing and I'll throw in some aliens and the space jockey or something. So I, I don't know. Like, from what I've read, it. Well, it's uh, like the original alien only had one alien in it. Yeah. But, but from what I read, like, it said something is the quote was like, there will be a xenomorph, but it won't look like you know the alien that was in you know Alien or Aliens too. So who knows what it'll actually end up looking like? It may just be some kind of weird you yeah. know thing. It's like, hey Bart, remember Alf? Alf's back in Alien Prometheus <laughs> in pog form. <laughs> Well, it's just like, you know, if you see an ALF skeleton in the room, like, you're just, like, sitting there going, dude, where does he come from? Like, I want to see a movie about that guy. You know, but instead of making a movie about ALF, they're like, oh, yeah, here's Charlize Theron on a spaceship, and we're going to do, like, Two Days in the Valley, but on a spaceship or whatever. And you're just kind of like, well, wait, no, what about what about the ALF skeleton? Like, what about that guy? Oh. Like, I want to see a movie about him. Like, what's the big deal about that? Well, it helps yeah. as far as, like, remakes or reimaginings or taking a movie that's had a lot of sequels or whatever, and they're kind of redoing it. It didn't get a lot of, like, hype because, I mean, it's not, like, a huge release, I would guess. But I'm actually kind of looking forward to Fright Night. Actually, yeah. Really it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's I like, love and, the originals. Yeah. Like, well, I've only seen the first one. Um, but you know David Tennant's in it, and you know as a big Doctor Who fan, I wanna, I wanna see how well he can act in something other than Doctor Who. Yeah, 
And yeah, it just it looks kind of campy, but I mean, one of, I guess as I get older and more jaded, I guess one of the things I really like is movies that don't seem like they take themselves too seriously if they are serious. And this one kind of has that vibe. It's like, you know, it. I mean, I guess the best way to put it for me is I like any movie that seems like it's wanting to bitch slap Twilight in the face and go, here's what a vampire does, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So is, is David Tennant like the Roddy McDowell yeah. guy? Or... Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, now, personally, I am on the fence about the original, so I don't know how excited I am. What do you guys think about the announcement of uh, Ghost Rider 2 coming out, Spirits of Vengeance? It seemed like everybody was... Uh, I... I was was talking it up, like major talking it up, like, oh, this is so hardcore, this is so edgy. And, like, there was even something where, like, even in the trailer, the trailer said, like, Ghost Rider will fuck your <laughs> shit up or whatever in the, like, title well, card. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, and when I was reading it, I was like, wow, that, that sounds like maybe they really did a turnaround. You know, they, they did a 180, and this will be, like, a really hardcore, awesome movie. And then everybody kept talking it up, you know, on the interwebs and stuff like, oh, dude, I saw the trailer at Comic-Con. Like, Ghost Rider looked so awesome. Ghost Rider looked so badass. Like, he was all, he was all his skull. It wasn't just pure Lily White like it was in the last movie. It looked stupid. Like, this looks awesome. And then I finally, like, saw a picture for it, and I'm just like, dude, he looks like a burnt fucking marshmallow. Like, doesn't, I don't know, like, maybe I'm, like, again, like, maybe I'm a party pooper, but I'm just like, Dude, it doesn't look like that fucking awesome to me. It looks like a, you know, a dude in a a, a big, you know, bulky bomber <laughs> jacket and, and his his you know, his motorcycle's got a bunch of fucking marshmallow char <laughs> on it. Like, I don't know. Maybe, you know, whatever, but that that's just me. Like, but I, I haven't seen the trailer too. Yeah, me either. So, I don't know. Uh, the, the first one is one of the few movies I've legitimately felt like embarrassed to be in the theater watching. <laughs> While it was playing, so you know, I guess anything from that is a step up, but we'll see. I think I saw it in the theater too, and I was actually upset that I'd contributed to the box office total. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. When I saw it, uh, the buddy I went with, he's like, "So, you know, did you like it?" Like, because he knew I like comics and stuff, and I just kind of went, "You know," he's like, "Oh, you know," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's." Did you apologize for taking like that? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was like you feel, you know, it's like it's like you feel bad like, you know, you you like comics and stuff and you go to these movies and stuff and it's like the, the only movie I felt, you know, well, you know what though, like Ghost Rider, like like I thought it sucked, but I didn't feel as like bad as Mike, like I wasn't all guilty while I was in the theater. Like that I reserved for like shit like The Spirit and uh, <laughs> you know, Catwoman and stuff, you know, like Saw Catwoman like, oh, in the theater. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the, the 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 good part about that though was because I had like a bunch of uh, the the free tickets from like buying, you know, because I bought like all those, uh, you know, Batman, you know, whatever they were, season sets and DVDs and like Challenge of the Super Friends and stuff. Like they all had like free WB tickets to go watch it, so it was like nobody had to pay for it when we all <laughs> went. So I had like five or six, you know, like I bought like all the you know DVD sets and stuff, so it wasn't like yeah. a big deal. But well, you didn't have to pay for it. That's not quite as bad. So yeah, so yeah. When I saw the first Ghost Rider, I mean, I saw. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. A friend of mine got it through not necessarily legal means and let me borrowed it. And I watched it. The film quality, obviously, being a bootleg, was bad. So I waited, and I was like, I'm not really impressed by it. It's 
eh. And then I watched it on, like, FX. And I was like, man, I wonder if I can get this station dropped from my, like, you know, cable service. <laughs> Is this going to keep coming on this channel? Well, I actually... My uh, one of my old roommates was with me when we saw it like the first time, and like I looked over like midway through the movie, and he was like fast asleep, and I was like, "Yes, sleep, <laughs> sleep <laughs> through this, yeah, and you'll never know this horror." <laughs> oh man, I, I was gonna say something, but I I will refrain. Ah, we can edit out, you know, just like wake up, motherfucker, watch the damn movie. <laughs> Movies, do you watch them? <laughs> I, I hope during this movie, like, he has some kind of attack where he just shoots jelly beans at the bad guy. <laughs> because that was such a key, important thing in the first movie, was he was a jelly bean addict. Yeah. <laughs> that, that ate them out of uh, a martini yeah. glass. Don't, don't forget the martini glass. As long as, his, as long as his skull was still on far... Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the other thing too is that that I was I was mentioning to Mike. I'm like, well, Eva Mendes's boobs aren't aren't going to be in the sequel. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how how what else I'll have to look at then while I'm trying to like not pay attention to the rest of the movie. Yeah, you know? Which is sad because I I like Ghost Rider comics. You know, like yeah, a good movie I've got nothing it, against but... like the character, but just yeah, the movie itself was just. Uh, yeah, that's all I, I actually say. thought I Nick Cage was a fan of Ghost Rider till the movie came out. Hate <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, this franchise. <laughs> I'm just gonna say they could have probably made the same amount of money that they did if they just called the movie like you know Eva Mendez's Cleavage, the movie. You know, <laughs> probably would have made more money. You know what's funny though is is I know I know they give Nick Cage a lot of shit, but I don't think the movie would have you know I, I I remember I was looking at all the different box office uh, receipts you know for different comic movies one night and I was like that made you know like uh, like a lot of money you know just because Nick Cage was in it I mean compared to like you know like some in other words if if you think like from a, a, a you know quality standpoint like ghost rider was poor right but it if you just compare it in terms of box office it's like any of the other movies i mentioned like catwoman and the spirit like you know it's like if you think it's equivalent in terms of awfulness you know for having had to sit through it it's like that made like ghost rider made at least two or three times as much as you know those movies did yeah So kind of sad, but yeah, true. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like you know, I mean, and 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 a lot of times, you know, that that doesn't mean anything. It's like box office doesn't necessarily mean you know you're going to personally enjoy the movie. Oh, well, Transformers proved that to yeah. me a long time ago. I, I off the top of my head, I can't think of any other kind of like movie related stuff that came out. Did any of you guys see anything that was really you know kind of cool? There was some stuff where I I realized like I had seen some of the deleted scenes from the original Star Wars movie, but I guess they had some some trailers, you know, regarding, like, deleted scenes from, like, Empire and Return of the Jedi as far as the, you know, the new Blu-rays or whatever, and I was just kind of like, well, obviously I'm not going to buy them or anything because I'm kind of, you know, sailed the Lucas ship a long time ago, but I I thought it was still kind of cool, like, because I'd never, you know, even just watching the trailer, I you know, I'd never, you know, I'd heard of some of the deleted scenes, you know, like the Sandstorm and, you know, those kind of things, or the scene where, you know, 3PO pulls the the tag off the door in Empire and all the, you know, wampas bust through and start eating snowtroopers and stuff like that. But I had never actually seen them, you know. It was all through sort of, you know, 
magazines and comic book adaptations and hearsay, you know, so some of those I was like, oh, that's kind of neat, you know, like Luke builds his lightsaber in the middle of the desert and that kind of thing. I question, like, the authenticity of those scenes, though, because, you know, like, you can't even see Luke, like, too well, like, his face is in the shadow and stuff, and, you know, one wonders, like, if they're really deleted scenes, per se, you know. (laughs) Like, like those, well, uh, I, I read about most of those a long time ago, so I, I don't think it's like a, you know, <clears throat> myth unicorn was voiced by, you know, Leonard Nimoy <laughs> at the end type thing. I think it's more like, you know, they're, they're just like fuzzy old prints that they never planned on using. You they're know? not yeah, fake like, like those Marvel from the Vault comics. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, well, slightly like... Star Wars related, but do oh. any of you guys um, have like Michael Bell as a friend on Facebook or anything? Uh, I think I do. Well, like, just this week, um, I don't know how it came about, but someone had found out that he actually did voice work for the Star Wars movies, and then he was trying to get a a list from the fans, because it's uncredited in the film, of all the actors that did that, because I guess they're going to maybe do, like, a lawsuit against, like, George Lucas or something, because... Um, like no one from the Star Wars films get residuals from the films at all, and that's because it was shot in England, so they weren't under SAG or whatever. But Michael Bell actually did his work in America, so he's thinking he should be like getting paid for all this stuff, and so they're not they're now actually going after him. He's like, I was proud and Duke, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard any of that, Derek? No, no, I didn't yeah. hear any of that. That's yeah, I thought it was interesting. Oh, one thing I was going to bring up, I, I actually don't know if it was brought up at Comic-Con. I just saw the thread on Bot Talk. I did not know if the news broke or if the trailer was shown. But even if not, it was released in the same amount of time, I guess. But uh, what, what do you guys think about that Battleship trailer? Actually, it looks kind of badass for what it is. I didn't think it looked too bad. I think it looks like a lot of fun. Like, you know, yeah. all the comments on the Internet are just people, like, for some reason, they're just in disbelief. They're like, oh, that's a movie? Like... Like, that's that's not even an issue with me. Like, I'm judging it based on the trailer. It doesn't matter if it's a board game or a card game or what. Like, the trailer looks like a lot of fun, and I'm always a sucker for, you know, stuff about naval battles or ships or stuff. So it looks like it's going to be a fun movie. I was going to say, going by the last movie I saw based on a board game, Jumanji, uh, <laughs> I think it'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> what was the one after Jumanji that's like... Exactly like Jumanji, but in space or something. Uh, Zathura. Yeah. Oh, uh, z- 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 yeah. <laughs> space Zumanji. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. It's on TBS at random times, at random days, and it's not nearly as enjoyable. It's the lack of Robin Williams, pretty much. He made that movie, I thought. But like, yeah, I mean, this, I mean, somebody brought it up on Bot Talk actually. Um. You think, oh, Battleship, that's stupid. It's a board game, you know, rawr. But then somebody brought up, hey, Clue was a movie, and it was a board game, and I liked Clue. Clue was really good. <laughs> it was a silly little movie, and it was, you know, pretty hilarious, I thought. But, uh, yeah, you know, just, I'm, 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 on, I'm on the fence, but it does have Liam Neeson, who I've never really seen him in a bad movie. Even, like, The Phantom Menace, he was probably the best part of The Phantom Menace, so, I mean... Yeah, yeah. Liam Liam Neeson's pretty good. Yeah. So I, I might give it a shot. I'll, I'll probably at least rent it if nothing else. I might not go to this. You know, I'm personally just waiting for the uh, Guess Who uh, movie. That's hmm. what I want to say. 
No way, connect four all the way. <laughs> Woo! Connect Pretty. four. Connect this. <laughs> Boom. Pretty sneaky, Brian. <laughs> Planet of Them Apes 2. Barrel of Monkeys. <laughs> Crossover. Uh, one thing I was kind of interested in this uh, Comic-Con, there was a couple of television tidbits released for newest thing. A couple of, like, you know, favorite geeky TV shows. I think there's some Chuck news and whatnot and everything. Did you guys see anything about your new, uh, not your, but your favorite TV shows or new TV shows that might kind of grab your interest? Last, I think last week, Tony, but, you know, the, the trailer for season two of Walking Dead looked really good. Yeah, I was all over that. That was pretty pretty cool stuff. And I, I haven't watched it yet, but I guess there was a preview for a Game of Thrones, too, so I'm looking forward to the second season of that as well. Cool. Yeah, I mean, what about you guys? Anything, or just not big TV watchers, or... I don't watch TV, so I didn't see anything. I, I won't say I don't watch TV, but I, I don't think, you know, other than, you know, what you already mentioned about The Walking Dead, I don't think there were any other series that had things mentioned that I'm, you know, currently an avid viewer of. Um, there was there was some anime stuff. Like, I know the, uh, the Trigun Badlands Rumble movie is going to be released on DVD and Blu-ray September 27th. So I, I enjoyed that movie, and so I would, you know, definitely pick that up when it oh. comes out. Awesome. That's pretty good stuff. I'm not as into anime as I used to be, but I do remember watching Trigun, like, back in the day, not date myself, make myself sound older. It was always a good series, so that's just something I, I could actually see at least watching, again, you know, maybe renting. Yeah, it might even it might even have that, you know, dare I say it, nostalgia factor, you know, for the people that did watch it back in the day or when it was on yeah. Adult Swim or, or, you know, even, you know, I watched it even before that. So, I'm going to have to pick yeah. that up. Yeah, I still haven't watched that movie. I guess to, uh, since, again, as I mentioned, I've probably said it like 300 times, unfortunately, since Comic-Con is so varied with all this various information that it spews out, was there just anything off the wall that you guys saw that was just like, hell yeah, and doesn't even matter what it's really about, TVs, movies, comics, whatever? Well, there was one thing that's probably only only of interest to like me and maybe you, Tony. Um, they were there was a Dark Shadows panel, and they made an announcement that four of the actors from the original series were going to have cameos in the movie. And I thought that was pretty cool. Cool. Who's still alive from back then? Jeez. Um, but I know some of them were kind of old when they were on it, and like some of them were quite young, obviously. Right. I know Jonathan Fred is going to have a cameo. You know Barnabas. And awesome. David Selby, who was Clinton, he'll be on it. And then uh, the actresses who played Angelique and um, Maggie, they're going to be have a they're going to have a small row. Oh, cool. So, so actually, a lot of the major characters who were in the old one. Yeah, but uh, I, I was uh, hoping they would have Willie. Willie. <laughs> you know, I never knew this. A friend of mine was really, really big in the Dark Shadows more than I was back when uh, it was airing on Sci-Fi and whatnot. And Willie Loomis was actually, like, the husband to either Cagney or Lacey on Cagney and Lacey. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's really weird. <laughs> yeah, it kind of threw me. I was like, really? okay. <laughs> I did not know that. But, no, yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and, like in, in other vampire-related nonsense, they talked up the fourth Underworld movie. I forget what it was called exactly, but they were talking it up pretty big. Like, there's not a trailer trailer out yet or anything, but uh, 
it's going to be in 3D, and I'm just like, you know, I'm okay with that. I would pay, you know, six fifty to see Kate Beckinsale in 3D. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is she going to be in it, though? I thought she said she was done with the action movies. No, she she's going to be in it. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I remember she turned down Wonder Woman because of that. She was like, it was actually a quote in Wizard. I just remember reading it somewhere. She was like, Kate Beckinsale on why she turned down Wonder Woman. I had a little picture of her little comic quote and said, I think I've embarrassed my daughter enough for one more time. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, I mean, if she's willing to go for it again, yeah, I don't mind seeing her in tight leather. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> a new world for even more under the worlder. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what about you, Mike? Is, was there anything that was just kind of more random? Didn't really have like a set, you know, genre. Oh, we we mentioned it. I think someone, I think Brian mentioned it earlier in uh, the podcast. But uh, I'm looking forward to Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom Three which is basically the expansion to Marvel vs. Capcom 3, uh, 12 new characters and, like, 8 new stages. And it's going to be, like, 20 bucks cheaper than, like, a full game. So, you know, I guess it pretty much adds up all the down. If it was all download content, it would probably just add up to that 40 bucks anyway. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll bite again, and definitely since it has Hawkeye in it now. So Yeah, I was actually surprised that when Marvel vs. Capcom first came out, they charge 60 bucks because, like, a lot of recent fighting games like Street Fighter 4 and Super Street Fighter 4 were 40 So I'm glad they're returning back to that price point. I'm, I might actually pick this one up now. Yeah. And, you know, from what I saw, it looks really awesome. Like, you know, Hawkeye and Ghost Rider looked really cool. And, you know, they're going to have Nova and Rocket Raccoon and Iron Fist in it, too. So I'm all excited yeah. for all that. Yeah, I wish you had a PlayStation 3 and we could... You'd probably yeah, be Yeah, I know, it, but... yeah. No, no, one, no one I know with a 360 has the game, so I can't play, like, anyone online or anything. I just have to, like, scream my head off at strangers and whatnot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a question, though, Mike. Since yeah, I didn't... Uh, Hawkeye is actually legitimately in it, does he, like, now have to change his, you know, attack quote to... Aim of me. Aim of me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I'm totally going to have Taskmaster and Hawkeye on the same team. So, yeah. <laughs> it's um, it's going to be Aim of Hawkeye. What? Well, I was just saying my attack name. Oh, okay. Like, he, 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 he like, leans yeah. out from the from off screen. Like, what what'd you say? Did you, huh? did you say my name? No. No. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll be off screen. Just call me when you need me, you know, for a team-up attack or whatever. You know. But... I'm look- yeah, I'm looking running. forward to it. Yeah, I, I I still have fun with that game. So you know, I wonder if the uh, the big bad in this one is not going to be Galactus, or yeah, if they're just no, going to reuse Galactus. I'm wondering Galactus if they'll again. actually give yeah, like a new boss or whatever. That'd be nice. Although they might, they went with a Capcom boss. That'd be yeah, so that's cool. what I was going to say. They might end up going with a Capcom boss. Does anyone? Can anyone think of any giant Capcom bosses off the top of the, your head? Not real giant, but potential potential bad guys, maybe like Tyrant from Resident Evil or something. I, I know Nemesis from Resident Evil is going to be playable, but they okay. didn't say anything about a Tyrant. I know it sounds kind of chilly, I mean chilly, sounds kind of silly and cheesy is what I was trying to say, but I mean, Dr. Wily has made some pretty big shit in his lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still surprised Mega Man isn't in the game. Like, they have Zero from Mega Man X, but, like, Mega Man is not anywhere to be found. And neither is... I'm, I'm also disappointed that Captain Commando isn't in it anymore. I mean, Capcom. It's it's your thing. Captain Commando. Yep. 
That's uh, old school. Yeah. Oh well. It's kind of like not having Miss Marvel in the video game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, wait. <laughs> or not. It's like have not having Jack of Hearts. <laughs> that is a travesty. It is like not having Jack of Hearts. <laughs> I don't know. Captain Commando is a lot cooler than. than uh, yeah. I love to see the face off screen with that. You know, it's like freaking Akuma who's like, you know, and it's like, you know, Jack of Hearts, don't make me explode. Fight! You know? <laughs> I'm I'm happy to see Iron Fist in it, and, like, without Luke Cage, because, like, ever since, like, Bendis, like, brought Luke Cage to the fore, it's always, like, Iron Fist is the tag-along, but now he's, like, in his own game, and Luke Cage is nowhere to be found, so he's like, ha Has Ronan been in it? No, but I can imagine he might be, like, a like, alternate costume for Hawkeye. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, or, like, DLC for sure. It sounded like they wanted to make the alternate costumes, like, more than just a, a color yeah. swap. Actually, making like different sprites and stuff. Yeah, I think because they 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 said they showed something like with like Phoenix, where it was like you know the super white light version of Phoenix and age like, of age you know apocalypse. the age of yeah. apocalypse type thing and stuff like that. <laughs> I can't wait for rotting corpse Phoenix. Um, <laughs> do you guys have anything you want to add about this year's Comic Con? I had a question. I was interested in you guys' input on this. What you guys thought of the mini fan eruptions directed at Hasbro? Like, one, about their preview show, and then two, about, like, I've seen a lot of people complaining that, you know, they they give out very little actual Transformer news, it seems like, at BotCon, and then they give out a, a lot more at SDCC, and was anyone else upset by either of those events? I am, I do remember uh, reading something like that on BotTalk about, like, fans being pissed off that Bot talk, uh, BotCon, the Transformers convention, <laughs> does get kind of... The Shaft. Yeah. Not the Samuel L. Jackson one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is my duty to please that booty. Yeah, but, like, BotCon does seem to get little snippets here and there, pretty much just enough to not keep the fans happy, but to make them shut up for a week or two. But (laughs) SCC, pretty much. But SCCC, yeah, Hasbro, I'm not going to give them too much shit because SDCC is a lot bigger. Do I think it's right, though? I think it is kind of shitty. I don't think it's very, <laughs> you know, respectful to the fans. But I, I see the business angle of it. But, you know, I see both sides. But at the end of the day, as a Transformers fan, I do think they should concentrate on BotCon as far as, you know, oh, here's what's going to happen the next year instead of, oh, look, Tomorrow we're going to have Super Wing Blade Buster Blast Bumblebee coming out, you know? <laughs> right. I don't know. It seems like it seems like a lot of those guys that were, like, all upset. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, it, it seemed like there are people that are going to be upset no matter what. I mean, there were the people at San Diego that were upset, you know, where they're like, oh, we waited in line. Like, I mean... It's these people that ex- expect, like, something magical to, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> they're like, never going to run know, out like, of toys, what? and they're going to have enough time to serve everyone. You know, yeah, or, or whatever it is. It's like, if that was the case, then it wouldn't yeah. be exclusive, right? I mean, they, you wouldn't have all these guys in line trying to, like, five, five, step so all scalp. over one another. Get it, and you wouldn't have people on eBay trying to, like, scalp the stuff for, like, three times, you know, what they paid for it or whatever it is, you know? I mean, as far as, like... Should BotCon have all the pertinent information instead of San Diego? Like, I don't know. I mean, it, it's like one year BotCon might be in Ohio. You know, another year BotCon might be in, you know, Illinois. Another year it might be somewhere else. You know, like, so 
I, I mean, you know, if, if was there a sizable difference? I mean, I know we learned about the Marvel continuation of comics and stuff, but I mean, as far as people learning about, you know, toys, I don't, I don't know that much about it. But was there a huge difference between what people were told at at Bot Con as opposed to, you know, some things they were told at San Diego, or is it just people kind of, you know, being upset that certain exclusives were only available at San Diego instead of Botcon. All I remember thinking about, like, the Botcon stuff they showed was, I've seen a lot of this already. Right. San Diego seemed to have, um, like, a greater amount of new news. Yeah. Botcon was a lot of rehashed stuff. But honestly, with both, like, fan uproars, I just kind of was more amused by it than anything else. So I was just... Well, I mean, doesn't that just teach, like, people who attend those things? I mean, it's like, oh, well, then shouldn't you just... I mean, if it's a matter of, like, money and, and what you want to find out, like, well, how many of these do you have to go to before you realize San Diego is where you're going to get all yeah. the goods then? I mean, it's like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, oh, I drink a can of Coke and it has, uh, you know, cigarette ashes in it. It's like, oh, well, every time I go to this store, when I drink the can of Coke, it's got cigarette ashes in it. It's like, how many times do I have to go to the store and buy the can of Coke before I stop? You know, torturing yep. myself. You know, it's like, why don't you just, you know, it's like if if Botcon's not doing it for you, then yeah. go to San Diego. You know, like I don't. It's not like anybody's twisting your arm saying, "Oh, you must pay the well, money the, to go to Botcon." The Bot preview Con. event, especially, like they had that um, video up of like the line as this crap was going down, and like they started yelling like Hasbro sucks, Hasbro sucks, and, and I was just thinking. You know, if they suck so much, why'd you pay 70 bucks to get into the preview show and then stand in line for three hours? You know, I mean, and like, yeah. I mean, Hasbro's going to think, you know, you know, why should we service these fans when, you know, they're just jackasses, basically? So, I don't know. Well, that, that's the thing. Like, people people have, like, some sort right. of entitlement complex or something. I mean, yeah, they paid 70 bucks to get through the door, right? Well, whose fault is that? That's yours, right? They didn't promise you any goods for the 70 bucks did they for the last time there are no free puppies they promised you a spot in line and to chant yeah. <laughs> hasbro sucks i guess you know like, i got my chant on motherfuckers i mean you know sometimes you got to make like hard and fast decisions you know and it's like you, you know, I, I remember going to cons like that where it's like oh i don't know what panel i want to go to there are panels at the same time i mean that's why to me i always like learning about stuff on the internet one way or the other because you don't have to make those decisions you just click on two different links and maybe watch some videos on youtube or whatever you know with of a panel but when you're actually physically there you know you kind of have to say oh do i want to wait in line to see you know the new justice league panel or do I want to wait in line and end up, you know, missing the, you know, screening of, you know, Captain America or, you know, whatever it is. You know, it's like everybody's got to, you know, kind of make up their mind and, and you know, pick some things. And, and sometimes, they, you know, you don't you don't get everything you want in life. <laughs> Life's not fair, you know. Like, I mean, I, I don't know why that's such a hard, no you know, uh, realization sucks. to have. Life you sucks. Know? Liefeld sucks. Liefeld. There you go. <laughs> and 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 Hasbro yeah. is not life either. You know, like it's like you know you'll you'll keep you'll keep living. It's not the end of the world. You know that you didn't get your you know uh, fruity colored optimal optimus or whatever that's colored Joker fruity colored thundercracker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is, I don't, you know I don't know what. I must say I'm glad uh, all the fan holes are level headed gentlemen. So. 
because I, 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 I share the same opinion with you, Derek. I thought it was a bit of an overreaction. Well, me personally, like if I had the time and money to go to San Diego Comic-Con, like I wouldn't waste like three hours in a line for any toy. Like I would be going to panels, you know, looking at all the fine cosplayers and maybe even laughing at some of the horrid ones. Like I would just be <laughs> there, you know, to have a good time and not like stand in line for some, you know, crappy ass repainted toy that I'm going to scalp on eBay eventually. <laughs> like, that, yeah. That, I mean, sure, I might make some money, but that's three hours wasted in my life. Like, I, I would be there to have fun and see some cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the the I mean, maybe I, you know, because I I don't tend to wait in lines at those things that much. You know, I used to always sort of just scour the con floor. You know, go up down the aisles, like make a couple rounds, and kind of go, oh, this looks interesting. Maybe I might want to purchase this, or this looks cool. You know, maybe I might want to get an autograph or whatever. And, you know, by the third run, I'm, I may be actually buying some things. And, you know, if there were lines for things, you know, it would just be for, like, autographs and stuff. And then, you know, you, you kind of know whether somebody's going to be there or not, you know, and, and if they're going to stick around or not or, you know, whatever the deal is. And most people, you know, they're pretty upfront with you for the most part. I mean, if they say, oh, this is a limited time only, you know, uh, Mark Singer can only be here for this hour. <laughs> you may not get an autograph. Well, then you know right there, you know, you either stand in line, hope you get it, and if you do, great. If you don't, then, you know, too bad, you know. But but it's not like anybody lied to you about why you were there, and it's not like you didn't get autographs from, like, you know, 20 other cast members while you were there, you know. So, uh, you know, that's that's always been my kind of take on it. It's like, you know, you know the, the thing I think that's funny about it is, you know, when you got to pay, like, you know, $7 for a hot dog and $15 for a cup of coke or whatever because you're trapped in that building you know and you actually are starving or something you know most people just want to leave and take their shit somewhere and if they have a hotel room they can do that but you know i always drove down there so i was always like you know I, you know stupidly like you know I, I remember like i would buy a bunch of 25 cent comics and then i'd have to like lug them <laughs> all the way back to my fucking car you know we in the parking lot that was like across the street and was why like, did oh, i buy God. the entire run of sleepwalker and moon night <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was pretty much it was like damn it why did i buy all these firestorm comic books <laughs> i mean i i mean it sounds really simplified i guess but if you go to a place and you don't like it just don't go anymore yeah if it makes you that angry you know but you know crap now i gotta quit bot talk no um <laughs> <laughs> doctor oh. heal thyself <laughs> no i actually have a lot of fun there no, don't you <laughs> quit me oh but yeah as far as getting pissed off about exclusive toy brian you said it best like a few minutes ago that's why it's called exclusive i mean Derek you know, said that uh, Oh, Derek, oh, Derek, you're, well, you're still correct, whoever said it. I'll, I mean, I'll take credit, it was worth, worth it. <laughs> I, I just let Tony, like, think whoever he wants to said something, because it's never, it's usually never right, so I, I don't even bother <laughs> like, correcting it. It's not like, dude, no, 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 it's not me, Justin said it. Said it, it whatever, you know, it's just like, whatever. It's like, dude, somebody yeah, said it. Whoever it's said cool. it, that was correct. I mean, it's an exclusive for a reason. Of course there's a chance you might not get it. I mean, they, they are limited, yep. you know. You know, worst comes to worst, you just buy your own Sky Striker and and put some green and uh, or some blue and red uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> paint on it. <laughs> I want to put green on it and make it Acid Storm. <laughs> <laughs> I we didn't actually hear too much from you, Mike. What did you have any like thoughts on on fan uprising, or did you not really hear anything about it? No, I pretty much agree with what everyone said. You know, bunch of ungrateful bastards. <laughs> <laughs> nice summation. 
<laughs> I like it's it. just like Justin said, ungrateful bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, who, who's the senile guy on fan holes? Ah, Tony Jackson? Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> can't remember shit from one minute to the next. I can't wait till this video gets out on the interwebs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like that I'm really Grimlock, and you're actually Cup trying to remember a story to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> tell Grimlock about Petro Rabbits again. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, mine like a steel sieve, that's me. Um... It was Alpha Trion who said that exclusives are exclusives. <laughs> that's why they are exclusive. <laughs> Man, I use my head brain often, let me just say. There was something that I thought was kind of cool. I wanted your opinion on Tony. Like, what did you think of uh, CM Punk showing up at the WWE action figure panel? I have been a huge fan of the entire storyline with him pretty much calling out Vincent McMahon. I mean, I know it's all scripted. I know it's not, you know. What? Actually, you know, <laughs> what? <laughs> Wrestling, I'm fakes. <laughs> no ways. There are people who believed it for a minute. It's still but... real to me. It's still <laughs> real to me. Damn it. But it, it's been a very engaging storyline. It's the first time since the Stone Cold Rock kind of era where, okay, it's not real, but there's actually kind of a realism to it where it's just not, you know, the CM Punk storyline is he's pissed off about his job because he's a really good wrestler and, Vince McMahon has treated him like crap, and he started to speak out against it, and people are behind him now. And that makes a lot more sense to me than just, you know, you have a belt, and I want a belt, and you don't want me to get the belt, so I don't like you anymore. You know? <laughs> so it's, it's been very interesting. And, like, when he came into Comic-Con, obviously CM Punk. What was the belt of <laughs> fan exclusive? <laughs> um, it's actually that ugly-ass spinner belt they've had forever, unfortunately. Uh, uh, yeah. And, no, but, yeah, he, walked, he saundered in. It was uh, some of these guys you probably do know, uh, fellow handholes. They were pretty popular, still popular. It's like Rey Mysterio, uh, Triple H, and I think – and was that there or was John Cena there? I don't think John Cena was there. I don't think but it's so. But it's definitely Triple H and Rey Mysterio. Yeah. And they were just doing like, you know, standard Q&A. And CM Punk comes in with a bullhorn and pretty much just starts calling them out again. And it was a cool little clip. If you do like wrestling, anybody, it's on YouTube. You can find it. It's It's not hard. But I liked it. I thought it was entertaining. You know, it was like something to kind of break up the norm, you know. Surprised they didn't show it on WWE. <laughs> yeah. I don't really have anything else for Comic-Con, guys. Do you? No. I'm spent. Really. i <laughs> out, buddy. Dude, I am so good, man. You have okay. all my power. Well, that was our... Not really Comic-Con coverage, just pretty much going over what we liked this this year at Comic-Con, what we didn't like. Uh, for full results, if you have the internet, look it up. Basically, though, we're going to do something we do every week here on Fan Holes. It's called Something Awesome. Really, just check out something that we like. We'll go to Mike. Mike, you start us off this week. What's something awesome in your troposphere? Nothing much, I guess. Uh, you know... <laughs> Everything sucks, and I hate life. No, <laughs> yeah, stuff's stuff's cool. Uh, you know, I didn't really, I didn't really think of it anything really. I mean, stuff is still cool. Everything I like is still awesome, and everything I hate still sucks. So you know, 
just chilling. Um, hey, hey, maybe maybe I can help you out. Maybe give you like something you may consider awesome. Yeah, go ahead. The possibility of really good Transformers comics in the future. Oh yeah, that's I've been excited about that since Comic Con. So yeah, I will I've continue been to be that, so. about that since that awful poll was started. <laughs> that was a terrible poll. Just a terrible poll. What is this poll? Gosh. <laughs> what about you, Justin? What's something awesome over there? Um, well, I've been reading a book called The Chinatown Death Cloud Peril. It takes it's one of those books that takes like real people and puts them in, you know, fictional situations. Like you've got the uh creator of The Shadow, Walter Gibson. He teams up with the creator of Doc Savage, uh, Lester Dent. And uh, they have to figure out who killed H.P. Lovecraft. Wow. And also... Uh, Is this fan fiction? <laughs> Do they kiss no. at any point? That doesn't even sound legal. <laughs> it's, it's not fan fiction. It's not slash or anything. It's a real-ass book. There's also a, uh, a young pre-Scientology L. Ron Hubbard in, uh, thrown in for good measure as well. Nice. Wow, that, sure. that's definitely going somewhere. And he's going to be hes going to be like the Anakin Skywalker <laughs> of the, the book series. You guys are you know? holding me back. <laughs> Killed them all. Even the children. I'll go ahead and throw in mine because it's not really a huge thing, but I, I was pleased with my purchase. I bought Marvel Universe Arno Stark. Two fans who don't know that name, he is Iron Man 2020. That's right, in nine years, Tony Stark will have a brain aneurysm and die, and Arnold Stark will take over and put gears on his shoulders and be Iron Man 2020. Make sharp teeth. <laughs> and he'll have teeth. <laughs> uh, this was a character actually created, like, I think in the 70s, I want to say. He's just a cool little throwback. He's weirdly designed. Like I said, he has teeth. He has gears on his shoulders. He's available now. If you like quirky, kind of different figures and something a little bit different from the norm, and you like comic book characters, yeah, totally pick them up. So that's my cool. And if you like having your your black costume Spider-Man beat the shit out of your Arnold Stark, <laughs> pick them up. Which pick sadly up. did happen in the comics. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Don't bring it up, man. Uh, what about you, Derek? What's something cool over there where you're at? Uh, the last season of Rescue Me is currently on the air. Uh, I hadn't gotten a chance to watch it, but the the three episodes have aired so far, and so I sort of watched them all in a little mini-marathon, and I, I love that show. So it's just, it's really great television. You get to get the end of the episode, and there's usually a <laughs> holy shit moment, and you just want to watch, like, the next episode right away. So they they really, uh, you know, keep you wanting more, and, and I, you know, I love Dennis Leary, and I think it's a great, great fucking show so that's my awesome thing this week i'm glad it's you know it's it's the last season so there won't be any more after this but i'm glad we get one more season before it's i always feel bad about that show because that does seem like a really awesome show i think i maybe seen one episode and it's one of those shows that i really want to watch but i just never seem to be able to find time so i will probably just have to bite the bullet and start buying the dvd sets they're at walmart i've seen them so i just have to commit myself to watching some good tv um, how about you, Brian? What was cool over there where you're at, man? Well, I I will say that the uh, new Thundercats cartoon totally rocked my world yesterday when I watched it. But I consider that pretty fertile ground for a fan holes episode, so I'll just leave it at that. And um, the real awesome thing I've been into this week is actually a comic book recommended by Derek. Um, it's a DC book, which I'm not always, always <laughs> into, but... Uh, <laughs> This choice is a winner, Derek, so you're now 50-50. That's called Legion Lost. It's by um, 
Abnett and Lanning, which I love their work on the Marvel Cosmic stuff, so I think Derek saw kind of a natural fit for me, and it definitely does fit. The only problem I had was that the art, especially in the beginning, was kind of inconsistent, and when it was consistent, it was consistently bad. But after about two pages, I got over that because the story's so good, and the artwork does improve like towards the end of the book. So I, I don't know. I'm really enjoying it. Cool, cool. Was it a trade or just a single issue? Yeah, I got the trade. It's a 12 series maxi, so 12 okay. issue maxi. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty cool that they're actually like putting some of that stuff into trade because for a long time it was like one of those things where you know it's one of those things where there are other stories that they've done that i could reference brian to but they're all single issues you know so it kind of sucks where you're like oh it's too bad they haven't collected the you know they had an ongoing legion series they did after legion lost and all that stuff's like really cool like they they fight like rachel ghoul in the 30th you know, 31st century and all kinds of, you know, fun stuff like that. But, you know, it's like, is there a trade <laughs> of it? Like, no. You know, so it's like, what what can you do? You know, it's either you, you go out and get the single issues or, or whatever. Oh, cool. So Yeah, definitely pick that up, guys. All right, folks, that uh, pretty much wraps it up for this edition. We uh, did some Comic-Con news. Not too bad, not too shabby. Went over some things. Uh, just to let you know, if you want to follow uh, the Adventures of the Fan Holes, we do have our Facebook page. We're on Twitter. Uh, we also have an email. You can reach us at fanholespodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget, we do have a contest going on with the... Well, who is the character known as Nanny Marilla? If you know who that is, then you could win some pretty awesome DVDs from Derek. Also, you know what? We just like having fans at fanholes. We want people to follow us. We want some feedback. I mean... This is for you guys, and we love doing it for you, but if there's anything you want to see or if there's some kind of comment you just want to make, hey, like, fan holes, you suck, or hey, fan holes, that was the most awesome thing ever, follow us on Twitter. Throw something up on the uh, blog spot, and you know what? Might be giving away something. Actually, we are. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Anyone who follows us on Twitter is automatically entered. That's all you have to do. Just follow. Click a button. And next week, we'll be giving away a comic that is being donated by our good friend, Brian. It is the 10th, and it's signed by Bo Smith. Now, if you just sign up for Twitter and get to follow us, he will send this to you at random. He will pick one person at random. Free comics. You got to love it. So remember, we are the, the podcast that keeps on giving. And until then... We will be giving you our goodbyes for this week. I am Tony Chanclaw. Hey, this is Brian Breakdown. Hey, this is Derek. It's Mike WC. Thunderwing, and I hate those damn lizard men. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Grimlock. All right, guys. This has been a great show. We will see you folks next time on Fan Holes. Peace. Spider-Man's a clone. Stop spending all I can. Oh ho ho! Flash with boobies! Ha 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 ha! <laughs> <laughs>